WVOW, West Virginia's premier sports radio station. The World View of Wrestling. On tonight's show, Nathan Bush and I, we discuss whether or not it's time to stick a fork in the taker. AEW hosts Fighter Fest and they fight for the fallen and that's been going on for the last few weeks. While over on the NXT, they put on the Great American Bash. All of this, USA, TNT, the war continues. And who will escape tonight's spook show from the extreme show Horror Roulette? All this tonight on the World View of Wrestling, WVOW on WVOW Logan. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Making their way to the ring. How about it? How about it? Yeah, the World View of Wrestling. We're back for our newest episode here. It's our July edition. And man, there is more news floating around right now that we can shake a stick at. Absolutely. That, that, what is going on in the world of wrestling? Oh, so much. Let's kick it off with the WWE you know, you kind of tease it at the top of the program. It's the biggest story going on right now in pro wrestling. The Undertaker, uh, the Last Ride documentary series came out on, on WWE Network. You can check it there. And basically, maybe Taker's farewell, his goodbye. This time, the cowboy really rides away. Well, that's certainly what they want us to think, at least. Yeah, I mean, some people say yay, some people say nay. Where are you on this side of the fence? Taker... Uh, didn't he left the door open like he always seems to do? Well, yeah, it, well, definitely like that. And, and, and uh, I, I think, I think personally, I, I, I don't even see any reason to do it all. The, I mean, they had a five part series documentary, We've been following for like the last six years or something like that. Yeah, it was supposed to start and end at WrestleMania 32 and went all the way to WrestleMania 36. So, and, a wild ride. Well, and they did the cinematic match at WrestleMania 36. I think it's possible the Taker has another another story left, another another match left. Maybe. I, I, as far as wrestling goes, I, my personal opinion, I think everything should be on hold. I know they're... Do stories. Do your pay-per-views. But, I mean, as far as Undertaker just done... You know, you got the coronavirus going on. He's just out of here. And when you come back, you're not going to have him back. I mean, you know, I, I like the way they've been playing it out, but I can't believe that. I, I, I do not believe that the Boneyard will be his last match. I agree. I don't think it's going to be his last match, but I have a different reason than you. What's that? Undertaker is the most old school guy that you could possibly think of. The locker room leader, the guy that you would look uh. at and say, you know, this is a guy who, who goes out on his terms. How would Undertaker go out? On a loss, on just back. like Shawn Michaels, just like Kurt Angle, just like Steve Austin, just like all the greats do in their last actual match. They go out on a loss. On their backs. Now, Looking at the lights. Taker could be the exception to that, but I don't see it. I see Taker as, hey, I'm going to make this guy on my way out, whomever it may be. He's going to make him famous. Exactly. He's going to make him famous. That's what he does. He's the taker. And, and again, Vince, it's, it's always, he said, does Vince need me? I'd have to consider it. Uh, Vince seems like Vince needs him a lot. 
uh, especially around Mania time. And what bigger way to pop a rating for WrestleMania if this whole coronavirus situation is resolved by WrestleMania this time next year? What bigger way to pop a rating than, hey, why don't we uh, bring Undertaker in? In case of emergency, break glass, you pull out the Undertaker. I mean, I, I would have to consider that. Well, and again, I, I just don't see... I, I like the Boneyard I enjoyed thing, it. A thing. I enjoyed it. It was a thing. It wasn't a match. It, it was, was a glorified it, fight scene from a movie. It was it was what it was. And I just don't I don't I do not believe that this is the last time definitely not the last time we've seen the Taker. I don't think it's the last match. Of course, I'm going on ten years now. I've been saying that uh Stone Cold's gonna come back for one last ride and uh, I think that might be over with. <laughs> What what is it everybody in pro wrestling says about pro wrestling? Never Never say never. Never say never. Absolutely. Never say never. Well, what about uh, we we have a breakup of a stable here with uh, Selena Vega. Do they? But but are they breaking up? That's they are teasing it big time. But Austin Theory joins the Seth Martin. I guess you call Martin Seth Martin. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not making fun of you. Go ahead. Austin Theory rejoins the Seth Rollins ministry, so to speak, here with uh, the Monday Night Messiah. And well, Zol- Austin Theory hasn't been on there for a while, though, has hey, he? He's kind of MIA. Well, now, a lot of people are with this coronavirus. We so. do. We do know that we've had uh, a breakout in the uh, in the locker room at, at WWE. We're going to yeah. get to that a lot, a lot more in depth later yeah, on. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. They're, they seem to be teasing the breakup of Zelina Vega and Andrade and, and Angel Garza. I don't want it because I think Zelina Vega's got something here. I think she could be a top manager heel, and I think they need to roll with her, and I think they need to keep her. I don't, it's kind of a Latin American flavor, and I'm kind of I dig it. I like it. I think they should should roll with it a little more. What about the Kabuki Warriors? Now the rumor has been that Kyrie Sane. There's another group that's getting broke up. Maybe. Yeah, Kyrie Sane's going back to Japan. They say, uh, w- w- "How about it? <laughs> how about it? <laughs> w- 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 I mean, is she going back? I mean, she wasn't on TV forever. They were saying she was going back. Now she's shown up. She's been back on uh, helping her partner Asuka out. So, what what's going on here? I, I, I think mean, she's just happy she's not working with Nia Jax anymore. I think everybody's happy when they're not working with Nia Jax. I mean, anymore. Lord have mercy, they should she bill jacks her. him jaws what she does. They should bill her from Boise with all the potatoes she throws. But I mean, they need to t- to keep Kyrie around because she not only is Kyrie good eye candy on top of everything, she's a fantastic wrestler. She's good in the ring. She is good with Oscar. I love that tag team. She can do so much in the ring. I think they need to try to keep her around as long as possible. It looks like she's going to be there for a while, especially with this run. That, and Oscar, I think you can look at her as possibly the MVP of this pandemic. Well, I, well, it, it didn't take a pandemic for Oscar to come out here as being a, a number one it star. It didn't, but it didn't hurt either because she's been so over the top with this new character she's doing that it's it's catching on. Well, and now here's another thing. You look at the women's division. You got Harry Sane talking about going back to Japan. Maybe she's working and trying to get a little up bump and pay here on a contract negotiation. I don't know. Asuka, as you said, has really come out number one in the women's division, especially on Raw. Now, you also look at Charlotte Flair... Supposedly, she's got a deal maybe on a studio show, going to do her own show. If she's going to be gone for a year, Asuka could easily get in there, and I think Kyrie Sane could come up right behind her. Well, maybe even do a storyline with those two. Well, I don't know. If you look at it this way, right now, 
on Raw. Charlotte's gone. Becky's gone. And Becky is gone too, yeah. With the pregnancy situation. So yeah. what do you do there? It's like you got your two top women gone away from the company. Don't know when they'll be back. Obviously, Becky Lynch is going to be more than a year. And if AEW had any kind of women's roster to really speak of. They don't. They, then the WWE would probably have something to worry about, but they they have the premier women's roster in the world right now, <laughs> so I don't think that you have much to worry about. The best thing that, that AEW could do is throw all the money they can at Tessa Blanchard and hope that she comes there. But that's, that's for later. That's for later. Now, as far as titles go, mm-hmm. we have a new U.S. title, yeah. maybe. Maybe. I mean, perhaps. I don't see. It's for sale on WWE.com. Mm-hmm. It's on TV. I think it's going to be the new U.S. title. What do you think? Are you a fan? It, Are you I, not a fan? I, I couldn't care less. I think it looks fine. It looks good. It looks okay. It looks all right. I, I don't care. The, the The other U.S. title design is okay. I'm, I, it's it's old, though. It's been around for, what, 20 years here or something like that. Yeah. We're coming up on uh, so uh, I mean, Yeah, getting, because 2000, was it 2003 they brought it back? 2002, 2003? It certainly is freshened up a little bit, the design that I, MVP I don't know. I really like that old design, though. It just kind of seemed befitting. I think Apollo Crews, since he has the he is the U.S. champion. Yes, he is. That is the official championship. And with that being said... I think we're going to have to wait till you know tonight, and we'll talk about predictions for the uh, for uh, Extreme Rule Spook Show tonight. You're, you're just try- calling it that to annoy me. I, and it's and working. It's, it's working very well. <laughs> Cookies on down. Yes, but so here's it, my thing. I think they'll probably just have a storyline is going to come out of this because. Uh, Apollo Ch- Cruz is the champion. He's got the actual to title design MVPs. Uh, you know, he's a, he's over here falutin'. That's what he's a doing. Running he's around a with Bobby Lashley and doing so his maybe, thing. So maybe maybe the end result is going to be uh, some kind of title ladder match like um, back in the day between Razor and them. Have the two titles potentially. Well, what about uh, now? We had the firings and the layoffs and everything also yes. here recently. Yes, we did. What about Heath Slater? Well, Heath Slater was gone. West Virginia boy. Pineville, to be exact. Right. So, hello to all of our friends in Pineville in Wyoming County. I think I know some people up there around Copperston. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Heath Slater, he, he ends up back on Raw during this whole thing with Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre because Drew and, and Heath have the history of 3MB and... McIntyre was talking about how talented Heath was, and and Heath comes out. What a promo, right? Great promo. I haven't spoke to you in how long? Exactly. You don't even know. Surprise. And, and as you heard, Heath Slater just takes Drew McIntyre to task a little bit there. Cuts a great promo, which leads to an impromptu match that lasts about 15 seconds. I think you're. I think you're a little on the high side there. I'm, uh, I'm, more I'm, like sixty. I'm, I'm giving Heath taking his t-shirt off a little time. More it was like, just more like six uh, point sixty. <laughs> what even a second? I'd say I think Bundy's five count lasted longer than the match. But, ah! <laughs> but anyway, uh, the five count. If anybody remembers that, you're welcome. Well, in talking about titles, let's move on to the IC title. Yeah, the IC title has been the meat and potatoes of SmackDown recently. 
because it's just been good match after good match after good match. AJ Styles wins the tournament in a fantastic match over Daniel Bryan. Well, the IC title on SmackDown is the meat and potatoes, and the rest of SmackDown are boiled vegetables. Absolutely, with no salt. <laughs> or pepper. Or pepper. Or butter. No, no paprika, no no nothing. And but, uh, Right, go ahead. Great matches. Drew Gulak and Styles had a good one. Uh, this past week, Styles took on Matt Riddle. Amazing. Fantastic match. I love Matt Riddle. Oh, I'm a big Matt Riddle guy, too, because he hates Goldberg. And I and that and if you hate Goldberg, I like you, and that's how I am with Matt Riddle. So Matt Riddle, you're my bro. <laughs> and you know Matt Riddle. A lot of people say that gimmick's annoying. I disagree because it's not a gimmick. That is Matt Riddle. If you've ever seen anybody talk about Matt Riddle, they're like, yeah, that's not a gimmick. That's Matt Riddle. That's how that dude is. Now speaking of AJ Styles, now he's still he's IC champion. He's, he is. He's the star of SmackDown. He's he the is. face that runs the place. That runs at least that place. And his partners now in the um, what do they call themselves? The, the OC. I was going to call them the OGs. The original club. The old guys. <laughs> Machine Gun Carl Anderson, as he was once known back in the day, and Festus. Or Luke Gallows, or Imposter Kane, or bis- whatever you want to know him as. Or Biscuits and Gravy, too. Biscuits and Gravy made him a man. He and, uh, that was uh, Terry Gordy's son. Jesse was his tag team partner, believe it or not. Uh, yeah, what's he doing now? Uh, I'm parking cars somewhere. But anyway, <laughs> um, I haven't seen him, so I, I can't I can't speak to that. But, it, you know, they were a big deal in Japan. Some of the founding members of the bu- the Bullet Club. Which has still on a tear. We're going to talk a little more about them later. But, you know, they were one of the founding groups. They come to America, back to the United States, where they were known. But now they're superstars in the wrestling world. You look at them, they're getting big money. WWE throws all this money at them to keep them. Seemed like they were unhappy. They wanted to go. They do the Boneyard thing. They're getting their paychecks. COVID hits, and WWE's no longer interested. Well, at the same time, WWE's got the biggest payroll Absolutely. of all these companies out here. But, you know, here's the thing. They've it, also got the most revenue. True. True that. But at the same time, they also took the biggest hit on revenue as well because they're not doing very their true. live shows right now. Well, very true. Uh, but, you know, are they going to Japan? Or are they going to TNA? I believe they're supposed to be going to no, no, TNA. It Impact. has it has been officially announced with Impact. It was announced. Uh, I was going to say, I thought it was. Either yesterday uh, or Friday that they had officially signed with Impact. And if I'm not mistaken, from what I'm seeing, their contract with Impact will still allow them to do their Japan dates. Yeah, of course, I know a lot of people thought, you know, what, how, how, how do they get knocked out and aj gets to stay but the fact is aj's a star aj's a face that runs the place aj has no desire to leave you know who the star is yeah you do it's like the drummer from the kentucky headhunters yeah there's a reason he's <laughs> signing autographs at car lots and places you know what i mean because Man. well drum drummers are not known very well in, in the music business ah. well you should know that you're a drummer depends on depends on what group but you make a valid point. Yeah, because you were not the star in your group. Well, true. I'm doing that to annoy you as well. Nah, it's working. <laughs> but, but honestly, though, I mean, a lot of people say, well, why not go to AEW? Well, first off, uh, AEW, also known as 
all expressive tag team wrestling. Like, good lord, how many tag teams does a company need? Like, I wouldn't want to go if I was a tag team wrestler. I wouldn't want to go there either. They don't have that many. Everybody's in a tag team at AEW except Brian Cage and John Moxley and Cody. When what was the guy that took on uh, the, the the Sunny Kiss? Sunny Kiss isn't in a tag team. I'm sure. Well, he's barely on TV. So exactly. Was, well, you got the Jurassic barely Express. On, okay, you yeah. FTR. Uh huh. You got the Bucks. Uh huh. You got uh, Kenny and and, and Hank Page. Uh huh. All right, and you got the best friends. Uh huh. Private party. Uh huh. Butcher and Blade. Butcher and Blade. Yeah. Uh, the Lucha Bros. Lucha Bros. Uh, MJF and Wardlow. Well, all right, I'll give you that one. They were in a tag match the other day. SCU. Uh huh. It's a lot that? of tag teams for the, for, for a, a company, hour show for yeah. a company that doesn't have that many single stars. No wonder they do. So oh, many don't tag forget, team. don't forget, uh, Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall, the Nightmare Collective. Why do they only call him Marshall now? I don't know. I call him QT Marshall because that's how I knew him beforehand. I knew him as that in Ring of Honor. But look, look at how many tag teams that show has. Would you want another tag team heading there? Well, we're going to talk more about AEW and stuff coming up on the next segment. Uh, finish this segment out. What about Bray Wyatt? Bray Wyatt, the ever-evolving, the the best gimmick in professional wrestling. Well, he's probably fell down a few notches now because of the the the, the breakout. He's here, got but. more faces than Foley, but uh, well, yeah. When you talk about getting there, isn't when he? you talk about evolution, one thing I tell you about when it comes to evolution is you don't want to evolve backward, and I believe that's kind of what we've done here, just to save. I think they're trying to save the Fiend and Braun Strowman for. SummerSlam instead of Extreme Rules. Right, and I think also to whether it's the Swamp Match. And it's not even for the title. Oh, is it not? It's not. Title's not on the line in that match. Hmm. Well, Bray Wyatt has a bad record with titles, doesn't he? So it seems, (laughs) especially with big guys that can hurt him. Oh, well, hey, today is Sunday. It is. And as always. July 19th. Talking about evolving, not wanting to evolve backwards, we always end this first segment with This Day in Wrestling History. 17 years ago today, ROH presented Death Before Dishonor from Elizabeth, New Jersey. Some of the big matches included CM Punk and Raven in a dog collar match. I can already tell. This is going to be some slim pickings on the day in wrestling. It, July 19th is not known for its wrestling. Oh. Uh, AJ Styles and Amazing Red defeated the Briscoes to retain the tag team titles, and Samoa Joe beat Paul London to retain the ROH World Heavyweight title. Eleven years ago, TNA presented what was called the most terrible worst show of the year by Wrestling Observer Newsletter readers, Victory Road at the Impact Zone. <laughs> so you, you know the Raspberry Awards. Yeah, right? it's kind of what they got here. So to get the best worst of anything yes uh samoa joe beat sting who and this match featured the debut of taz that was the highlight of the show kevin nash beat aj styles to win the legends championship the main event was kurt angle versus mick foley for the tna world heavyweight championship and again this is in 2009 And uh, and finally, <laughs> what's this one now? This uh, WWE five years ago battleground from St. Louis, Missouri, featured the return of the Undertaker in the main event 
that ended in a no contest. Brock Lesnar beat Seth Rollins by disqualification. It was ruled a no contest eventually. Then The Undertaker came back the first time he had returned since his WrestleMania 31 match with Bray Wyatt. It was the first time he had returned since the last time he had returned. Yes. Well, first time he had been seen, I should say. <laughs> uh, Randy Orton beat Sheamus. John Cena beat Kevin Owens by submission for the U.S. title. And uh, happy birthday, Jinder Mahal. Oh, so oh, look at that. Happy mm. birthday to him. One of the worst WWE World Heavyweight Champions of all time. Oh, well, 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 now, wait a minute. It's awful. What about Diesel? Another terrible champion. Well, there you go. At least we agree. <laughs> all right, we'll be back after this. we got plenty more to talk about. AEW and NXT, their war continues on Wednesday night. And they had uh, pay-per-view quality shows recently, so we'll, 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 we'll see who won. Luckily, we didn't have to pay for them. we got to look at the demos. The demos, are they important? We'll find out when we come back. I'm Mr. Stone. I'm Mr. Bush. And this is the World View of Wrestling. WVOW on WVOW. World View of Wrestling, right back here live on WVOW Logan. We're also online at WVOWradio.com. Click on podcasts and streaming and listen to all of the shows here from WVOW, including the Trading Post. Hey! Uh, hey, how about it? How about it, huh? <laughs> And uh, not to mention, the what, what's your opinion on... Daily at 9.30, Trading the, Post at 1.30. The Hatcher Show. And the Hatcher Show. How about it? How about it? And, of course, as always, the EST of wrestling shows, the world view of wrestling, WVOW on WVOW Logan. So, NXT and uh, AEW, they got this thing going on. How about it? Yeah. It's a... Uh... Wednesday this nights. Wednesday night war with ratings that if either company in the 90s would have got them would have uh, put up the white flag. But <laughs> immediately. This is more like the Wednesday night conflict. So, so yeah, okay. A, well, let's start with AEW. We're okay. not, we're not, let's just start with them necessarily. We'll start with NXT. Okay. Uh, because as, as James, one of our listeners, James says, I hate WWE. Okay. Talk about AEW. He's an AEW fan. So we're going to get NXT out of the way just for James. Fighter Fest. Was that the big show we watched last year? Or uh, that, that was Fight for the Fallen. Yeah. I, you know. Or was it Fighter I think it was Fighter Fest. They're Fight all. For the Fallen. They're, I think they were the same thing. They're Those all. No, they're not the same thing. They're all just. They run together with the names. Well, fight for the fall and fighter fest fight for your right to party and I this mean, has went on for a few weeks and so. they've got they've got horrible names for their shows but uh they did the fighter fest two weeks on aew uh they did the, the well the first part of july here and then uh this past week the fallen fighter they did that that's so three weeks here of of the f troop uh and, and we'll get to the fight for the Fallen, which had the main event John Moxley returning from quarantine, defending his title against uh, Brian Cage, which was supposed to happen the last week of Fighter Fest, if I, if I remember correctly. It was supposed to be the last week of Fighter Fest. We'll start here with Fighter Fest. Uh, MJF and Wardlow lose to the Jurassic Express. Well, I, well, well okay, we'll, we'll get to that here in a second. What I was going to say is NXT on opposite 
they run the Great American Bash. So they brought back Dusty Rhodes-inspired show to combat Dusty Rhodes' kids' show. Oh, uh, that was planned, and don't think it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, so let's, let's get to the next tale, otherwise. We don't want to upset James. Here. Okay, sorry, James. I'm just mad that MJF lost. Anyway, here we go. Well, MJF should not be losing, and we'll talk about it here in a second. Uh, Night one of the Great American Bash is this was a two-week uh, extravaganza. Well, you're not going to go through the whole card, are you? Well, there's a couple things I do want to mention. Uh, Timothy Thatcher may, oh. is becoming one of my new favorite wrestlers on planet Earth. Match of the night. It I was. Think, it absolutely was. One, him, and, one. him and uh, Oni Lorcan, who, if that is his real name, uh, that was an amazing match. I love those guys. Fantastic work, both guys. Uh, the other match I want to bring up from night one was Io Shirai and Sasha Banks, another great one. Um, and Io picks up the win against Sasha. There. Now, let's look at night two. Uh, I was very disappointed with night two. This is just me. Nothing against anybody else. The only match worth mentioning was Keith Lee and Adam Cole. The rest of the card just kind of seemed, eh. Just, eh. I agree. Mercedes Martinez, cool to see her. Welcome aboard. Me, M, Candice LeRae, street fight. Don't agree with LeRae going over, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, Keith Lee, though, becoming the 16th. NXT champion of all time and the first double champion in NXT history. So, and Io Shirai keeps her women's title. She's on a roll since the last NXT event. Um, what do you think, Keith Lee, 16th world champ or NXT champion of all time? I think you have a huge, huge star. Absolutely. In WWE and all of professional wrestling, probably the next year year and a half two years he is going to just he is he he is a big man he is a big boulder he is going to gain momentum if they keep working him the way he's doing big star. we will be basking in his glory for years absolutely. to come absolutely uh, i'll say this about keith lee i love him love his work love what he can do looks the part big guy I think, and this is this is going to sound weird to some of you out there, but my older territory fans will know what I'm talking about. He can be as big as any star in any territory could. JYD in New Orleans. Uh, I'm looking at you know JYD Mid South even JYD Louisiana. You're looking at you know the Rock and Roll Express in Charlotte. You're looking at you know all, Roddy Piper in Portland. He can be that big. The Sheik in he, Detroit. He is going to be a huge star. Period. Yes, but he's even more importantly, he's going to be a huge African American star for WWE. It's going to be, he's going to be probably the since Kofi that has been a ever growing portion of of wrestling audiences. Absolutely, they're they're the going Hispanic, through it right now. The Hispanic audience, the African American audience, that Middle Eastern audience. These are big demographics. We're going to talk about demographics here in a minute. <laughs> we're, we're getting to it. I here. hate that word. But, yeah, Keith Lee, he can be the next big thing. He could be what they thought Ahmed Johnson was going to be. He's go- He is going to be a very, very big star. Absolutely. I think, I think there's no doubt about that. But, uh, Killer Cross. Killer Cross now carrying Cross because when I write on a format, I put the indie name and not the NXT name, so I apologize. Indie, indie. Indy, um, it's, indie it's indie stuff. But Killer Cross. Thing, I saw Killer Cross, and I kept thinking his name was Carmine. <laughs> Carmine Cross or something. Carrion. 
carrying, carrying cross. cross. I'm going to say this. <laughs> he had a little. He had a little. He had a little. Uh, what, I, what do you call it? There. I a love cameo. His, I love cameo. his entrance. I love the cameos. I like him. The star of the carrying cross gimmick is Scarlett Boudreaux. That is the star. He if there if if it happens if it happens he will be Mark Marrow. She will be Sable. Need- she will make the money. He will be forgotten about. I need to get you a date, Nathan. No, no, I'm dead serious. Scarlett Boudreaux. She's a beautiful woman. Uh, yes. And that has, no, she is. I'm talking about the way that woman presents herself, the way she walks to the ring, so the way she tells, gimmick, she tells a story just with her body language, oh, with yeah. just the way she carries herself. She is, one. she could end up being one of the best valets they have. I've never seen her step in the ring and actually work. Well, who knows? That's true. She's fantastic, though, at what she is doing right now with that character. I had not seen the the entrance for Carmine. Oh man, Carmine does this amazing little entrance there and comes out with Scarlet, and I finally saw it, and I was like, "Wow, that that there gets your attention if you're yeah. flipping through the channels." Oh, absolutely, and like, man you want or to woman, see it that. Don't matter. Yeah, you want to see that, and they're teasing him and Keith Lee. Yeah, I like it, but I think it's too soon. I really think it's too soon for those Go two. Go ahead and do it on NXT. It doesn't matter. I, I don't know, man. They do it two years from now at WrestleMania. I don't, want, I don't want Karrion Cross to lose so quick, but I don't want Keith Lee to lose this momentum he's picked up. So to me, it's a no win. I think I don't think either one is going to get harmed too much by it, especially if they do a little pay-per-view here now. Yeah. I mean, ratings are down for wrestling everywhere, but it's still making money everywhere else. Well, ratings are down for everything, truthfully. Everything. But we'll we'll get to ratings in a second. Right. I want to read something here that Tommaso Ciampa put out. Uh, yeah, has he not been too happy here? No, no, he is not. He has been very upset with what has been going on with what's going on in WWE. This was the recent post he made on Instagram. I miss 2018 Champa. The wrestling business, like life, is full of waves, highs and lows. One moment you feel untouchable, the next you come crashing down. Giving up the title definitely was one of my career lows. And to be honest, almost everything that's happened in my career since then has been a disappointment. A few glimpses of highs here and there. My face-off with Adam Cole when I returned and War Games comes to mind. But lots of lows. The chase to reclaim Goldie, the final chapter with Johnny, and most recently my encounter with Cross. And 2020, after weeks of being off TV, yes, I am healthy. I find myself with a new false dialogue. Creative has nothing for you. Whether or not this is true doesn't really matter because in my head it's true. In 2018, I willed my vision into existence. Well, today I have a new vision. And surprisingly enough, I'm hungrier than ever. Time to evolve. It's time to catch the next wave and reach that next high. So, Boy, you you read all of it, didn't you? These are things people need to know. I don't care. He, you know, so what? Big baby. Wow. <laughs> Big old baby. There we go. Oh, well, you know, you ought to be going and trying out for one of them local local dramas somewhere. Well, I like think her. I think NXT is dropping the ball though by he, not using him. He willed it. Or whatever. I think he's... NXT needs to take advantage of Tommaso Ciampa, and they're not. That's a bunch of horse pucky. Well, of course you would say that. <laughs> uh, well, I don't want to pick on your 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 guy here. I do love Tom- I love Tommaso Ciampa. I like Tommaso Ciampa too. But you know, so what? I mean, 
I don't. I mean, know. I get that not everybody can be at the top of the card all the time. I get that. Well, he's also a guy who says he's as far as he's going. He ain't going. He he does not want to go to the main roster. He said, "I, I don't assume, blame him." I assume he means that, but you know, at the same time. The, the main rosters where you get the most exposure, where you get seen the most. And I know you've been a, you've been a local a tour and act around. You know exposure is more important than money, apparently. According to the people that are <laughs> supposed to either give you exposure or money, exposure is better, yeah, according to them. Especially if they don't have to give you money. Exactly. Uh, but still, in wrestling, the, the bigger the exposure, the more money you're going to make. Absolutely. And so I don't understand why he feels he, want, he don't want to go... Okay, so some people went there and it ain't worked out for them. More, more than a few. But more than a few. I you know, we're going to have to sit down one day and tally up how many acts WWE has taken to the main roster from NXT and botched. And how many, and <laughs> yeah. how many are either now jobbers uh, or on other shows. The Fandango and Febreze or Tyler Br- <laughs> The Fashion Police. What do they the call Ascension them? come to They're mind. They're not Febreze. They don't call them Febreze. Brizongo. Brizongo. That's it. The, yeah, well, they're, they're, that, that, is, that, that is a glaring example. Yes. Uh, every <laughs> member of the Nexus not named Daniel Bryan. Or what about, what about speaking about moving up? The Undisputed Era. Yeah. Don't act like you don't like that. I love it. Especially when Kyle O'Reilly's playing it on air guitar. It's a great theme, and I love the Undisputed Era. Uh, Best stable since the Four Horsemen. Well, you know, Adam, the only reason he's even getting to the point of being a star here is because of his cousin Michael. Oh, dear Lord. Gave him the right. Adam's a bum. Get him out of yeah, here. Yeah, whatever. Bobby Fish is the star of that. <laughs> My favorite of the four is Kyle O'Reilly. I love Bobby Fish. I love every member of the Undisputed Era. And Kyle hasn't been in hasn't been in the country for a while because of COVID. Well, the COVID issue, and he's also a uh, a diabetic, so he's been staying away. He's a type one diabetic, so he's been avoiding the area f- over that situation because diabetics are at a higher risk. Very, very smart on his part. I it suppose. is. Uh, but there's rumors that, you know, it, are they staying? Are they going? Again, it's all rumor. You don't know. I've heard rumors that, you know, we were watching the pay-per-view up here with uh, a friend and he kept talking about how Adam Cole was going to be uh, gone for good. And a he's lot of going people to, have done that. They've went ahead and just moved him yeah, on. Yeah, he's going to AEW from yes. what they're saying. Right. Well, I, I don't uh, see is it. Is there a tag team that he needs to join or something? <laughs> is there a tag team that needs him? Apparently. Apparently there is. I don't see it. Maybe Santana and Ortiz could use him, but I don't know. That's another tag team we forgot I know. about. I just, I, this occurred to me. You might be on the and Chris Jericho. Uh, so, they did the Great American Bash on uh, July the 1st, I believe, was the first night. Yes, of and then July Great American Bash second. on USA, July 1st. The 8th, I did the, this past Wednesday, the 15th. Okay, so July 1st, Great America Bash on USA, Fighter Fest on TNT. Uh, according to this, TNT Fighter Fest drew a total of 748,000 fans. Boy, television has changed, hasn't it, in a yeah. lifetime? Uh, yeah, quite a bit. Now, uh, that's up from the week before that, the, the last Wednesday of June. When the company had a record low, this is AEW six hundred thirty-three thousand, so literally a hundred thousand less. Yes, a hundred thousand is some change that that puts them there. Now, first night of Great American Bash, 
seven hundred ninety-two thousand. Yeah, literally, uh, l- literally fifty thousand more people uh, watched Great American Bash, and this is a this is pretty much a uh, a trend that happened the following week on night on on night two the following week of AEW total viewership seven hundred fifteen thousand. NXT seven hundred fifty nine thousand, so yeah. a little bit of a difference there. However, the demos. Oh boy, AEW and Chris Jericho. I think Chris Jericho might be coming up at our Stooge of the Month here. Uh, AEW Dynamite eighteen to forty nine demo number seven. It was a point two seven compared to WWE eighteen to forty nine demo. They got a point. 20.20 and number 24. So there's a drastic difference there. Obviously 18 to 18 to 49 year olds are are watching this more, but I mean it doesn't really matter when more people overall are watching your show. You know what people are watching more than than NXT and AEW? Uh the hip hop guys grocery games. <laughs> I was gonna say, Are hey, you really wanting to argue these two companies? And it's more so AEW than WWE. Because WWE is not really saying anything, if right. you've noticed. Right. Well, why would you when your competition is out there saying I mean, they're just grasping at anything they yeah, can? Yeah, I mean, they and, lost by like 100,000 viewers. And they were like, but we won the demographic. Well, congratulations. You had a bunch of 18 to 49-year-olds watch your show. Meanwhile... There were more people watching the other show. And meanwhile, Guy Fieri is cleaning up with his version of Supermarket Sweep. Come on, man. <laughs> Just put on the best show you can. Quit worrying about the ratings. If they're so, if the ratings are so bad, let's look at it this way. NXT has been a steady 700 to a million every week. Mm-hmm. AEW started, when they first debuted, started at a million five. Mm-hmm. They've lost half their viewership. Since they started, do you want to play that game, AEW? Why you? Why, don't be pointing out. Yeah, don't be. Don't, don't be let point, facts stand in the way of a good story. Don't be pointing out numbers here. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm saying it for AEW's sake because they got to have something. They are so immersed. They are in, in being WWE Junior. They are facing WWE's third string, and they are still they're Arn Anderson gets booted. They bring Arn Anderson in. They put him on TV. Arn Anderson, he'd been on TV in WWE in how long? He'd been behind the scenes. He was a producer. I love Arn Anderson. I, I love Arn Anderson. Sure, but... But he looks like a librarian now with that Mike Ditka sweater. <laughs> Tony Khan had this vision that he um, wanted Mike Ditka-like with Arn Anderson, and he looks ridiculous. AEW... Tully Blanchard hasn't talked in weeks he just sitting around. He just sits around. And he's his... the best heel in the business besides maybe his daughter. Oh, well, I think she might have him top now. But still, AEW just seems like they're standing out in the parking lot uh, every Friday when, when, the, when the cut list comes out. Yeah. And the guy's walking out with the most humdrum long... F- Ooh. Like Tommaso Champions is going to come out one day. And they'll be like, we'll give you a million dollars. Come with us. I mean, it's going to happen. I, it just seems that way. I don't know. No, they'll, what they'll do is they'll give him a million dollars 
and he'll go enter. Yeah, getting a million dollars. Well, he'll he'll join you know he'll join a tag team, and there you go, and he'll be Tommaso Champa and somebody, and they'll they'll wrestle best friends who and Lance are, Archer, who him are, and Lance Archer, though. Yeah, Lance Archer. Actually, that would be a pretty cool tag team. I would love that tag team. Actually, the Murder Hawk and uh, the Sicilian Psychopath. I'm down for that. We'll call them the Crazy. Book it. I'm like, <laughs> we need another tag team in AEW. Apparently, I'm sorry that I'm kind of sore at AEW right now. I just get sick of a company that swears up and down they're going to be different. They're going to be sports based. They're not going to be like WWE. And then they hire all of WWE's people that they've casted off, and they book the same style of stuff that WWE books. And this is why I wanted to wait because Fighter Fest, Fight for the Fallen, and all, all the all that stuff. We're talking about the demos. We're talking. About, let's look at the fighter fest. Let's look at what we had. You you already brought up MJF and Wardlow. They lost that match. It was an awful tag match. By it, the way. It, yeah, it was bad because it, you have you have two teams that I like, but they they try to do every team every match is the same. They try to do all these different uh, styles of matches together, and it's just not working. MJF should not have lost a match ever. But yet, they're already teasing a split between him and Wardlow, and they've barely been on television. Uh, also, on night one, that uh, AEW lost quite significantly, uh, you had uh, Cody defend the, the ugly TNT. Talk about a title. We're over WWE has like, well, do we use the one we've used forever that looks all right, or do we use the new one that looks all right that we have? And the TNT title is just awful. It looks like a reject between the <laughs> Raw Tag Team titles and the 24-7 championship. It looks like it's not made of metal. It does. It looks it like looks, it's made of sheetrock. It looks something. like something you'd find at the toy section at the old Toys R Us. So anyway, you got him. Uh, he defended against Jake Hager. Oh, oh below the belt Hager. That's uh, not a bad match. I mean, what, that, what, it wasn't bad. Uh, you could have saw it ten years earlier in WWE, but you know, uh, not a bad match. Was was this Jake Hager? I'm not. I'm not too sure. Was this Jake Hager's first time wrestling? And in, 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 I mean, I know he's no. done a couple of. Because I haven't really seen him wrestle. I've seen he him on there dressed like a a, ma- a mean golfer. Yeah, I mean he's he's the bully at the golf course. <laughs> so I saw that. But, but no, you know. he's he's wrestled before on there. He's had some pay per view matches. He needs to go. He needs to go get him a single because he just looks goofy. One thing I do like that he's doing is he added his wife Catalina Hager with him, and she actually I think makes him look better. And then like she's a very beautiful woman. She adds to the presentation of Jake Hager. He doesn't look like a guy who's just hanging out at golf courses all day. Hey, I need to get a bowl of soup with this hat. (laughs) You know, he doesn't look like that. He's just. Yeah, he, um, he looks like a tough guy that, with her. I think the uh, night one, there was, there was two matches uh, for uh, Fighter Fest that really kind of were, were something to go back and look at. They were both tag team matches. Shocker. <laughs> Private Party, uh, it's Isaiah Quinn, uh, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn uh, with Matt Hardy. Uh, for some, I, I never, apparently need to keep up with these people better. This great sign, Matt Hardy, we bring him over from WWE. He's I, doing all these things and changing <laughs> Changing the rules, and now he's private party's manager. Well, I saw him sitting out there when I was watching this match, and I, you know, sometimes I got the, I, you know how weird I am around the house here. I just, I, I turn stuff up louder, I turn it down. I was watching the match and doing other thousand other things. I kept, saying, I saw Matt Hardy, but it didn't register to me that it was Matt Hardy out at ringside. I was like, "What's that guy from Papa Roach doing out there? <laughs> Get him out of here!" 
<laughs> anyway, they they uh, defeated the inner circle, Santana and Ortiz, and um, that I thought was pretty good. Private parties usually quite fun to watch. And, they're they're uh, fun. I mean, they're they're a little green, but they're they're fun to watch. I like Santana and Ortiz as a tag team. I do. I think they've got a lot of potential to do a lot with the you know the former LAX and. They're not using them correctly because they've got 27 other tag teams they're trying to use correctly. they got that sock full of oranges or whatever they got. I'm so sick of the oranges. (laughs) And then uh, Kenny Omega, Adam Page, Hangman Adam Page, they defended their AEW World Tag Team Championships against the best friends, Chuck Taylor, who I think looks just absolutely stupid. And uh, he's, he's, he's like a shirtless guy. That should be either a fanboy of or the new basis for Flock of Seagulls. I can see and, that. Uh, but Trent Beretta was with him, and everybody seems to really enjoy him. Uh, really good match. I thought they did very well. I thought it was all right. I don't get excited for best friends, but <laughs> I don't either. Them, but I thought they did them well. Them showing up in Beretta's mom's minivan, I thought was absolutely hilarious. Oh yeah, that cracked me up. Well, who was Febreze on on Brizongo? Okay, yeah. Who were they taking on? They were taking on somebody, and they come out with the masks on. It was uh, Brizongo and Drake Maverick against the three cruiserweights, whose names are escaping me at the moment. The Luchadors. Yeah, guys. the, 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 the guys, guys. The cruiserweight champion. Yeah, uh, he and Dan Fantasmo. See, I knew there was a reason I couldn't remember his name. There you go. It sounds like... That sounds and like he a, had a couple guys with him. Sounds I, like a name of an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yes, <clears> about <throat> a crazed magician. All right, so the following week... Uh, night two of Fighter Fest, Kenny Omega, Adam Page defeated uh, Private Party. The one uh, team, the titles. one, the one team that's a makeshift team that had never teamed together in this sea of tag teams. They're tag team specialists. And they're beating are the, all cha- of them. Are the champions? Yes. Uh, Lance Archer, he defeated Joey Janela. Nobody cares. Yeah, Joey Janela uh, can, could big eight man tag team. <laughs> Big eight uh, tag team match. I'm waiting for Teddy. Teddy Long. Teddy Long is he, booking. He is booking <laughs> AEW. He's not working for WWE. No, no. he should show up. Hey, holla, holla, holla. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we're going to have a tag team match. Look, player. I know AEW said they wanted to make tag team wrestling serious again, but good lord, this is getting ridiculous. Butcher the Blade and the Luchador, uh, the Lucha, the, the Lucha Brothers. I'm sorry. What I'm happened sorry. to the Bunny? What happened to... Well, no, she's Allie now. She's hanging out with somebody else. Oh, yeah, she's with Marshall. Oh, we can watch all this. Who cares? You got to watch AEW Dark. You got to watch the the Being the Elite YouTube show to keep up with all this. There are not enough hours in the day to keep up with the crap that AEW is spewing. Let's let's get the main event of Fighter Fest Night 2, and then we'll move on to the real main event, and we'll talk about that because I think that's the most interesting thing they've done. Chris Jericho... Defeated Orange Cassidy. Crap. Uh, Absolute crap. I think what's going on, because Orange Cassidy does have some potential, otherwise they wouldn't have put him in this spot. Potential, yes. Uh, Stupid gimmick against Jericho, who was trying to lead him. It was sloppy. It was all over the place. But man, when he hit that that sidekick, when he hit that, 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 that chin kick, when you didn't expect it, because he does his little, I'm, I'm like, I thought when he first came on, I thought he was cool, because I thought he was like a Fonzie character. It's fine the first time. Well, that's, well, then I find out that it's not even nothing to do with it. He's supposed to be lazy? Yeah, that's his gimmick. He's lazy. What a stupid gimmick. I agree. I'm just lazy. I, I, I can do that. 
We already do do that. Uh, constantly. I just said do-do. You did. All right, so let's move on to my, what I've enjoyed. The AEW World Heavyweight Champion, John Moxley. Now, he's supposed to defend this title against the, the, the giant poker chip winner. Yes. New new addition to AEW, Brian Cage, a monster of a man. Oh, huge, huge a, guy. Uh, he, he, <laughs> he is so big. He... he could be mistaken for a a statue. He's a big man. He's like, hey, shouldn't you get back to Athens? Uh, don't you have huge. a? Don't you have the world to hold up? Yeah, what are you doing, Hulk? So he, he's a big guy and he's very athletic. Uh, he looks good, and I think they they have potential with that signing. The only problem is they this match again. It happened too quick. Well, they bring him out. He's supposed to. He's supposed. To, he's got a title shot at the the main event of Fighter Fest Two. Now, this is where something very interesting has happened. The outbreak in the WWE locker room of COVID nineteen. Yes, we know that there's been some infections. We don't know all of them. We only know the ones who have come out. And one of those uh, reports are that there's closer to forty infections over the last several weeks. Potentially. Uh, potentially, yes. That's coming from you know uh, Meltzer and some other folks. Grain of salt, grain of salt, pound of salt. But you know we know there's a few. Oh yeah. Renee Young came out on uh, Twitter. I think it was she did. She announced that she in fact had contracted COVID nineteen. Now she is married to John Moxley. To John Moxley, which has made for some interesting uh, faux pas here recently with. Uh, uh, I think he, he was bringing the dog in, supposedly just bringing the dog in from walking the dog and ended up on on WWE Network. Yeah. <laughs> now he has to quarantine. And now because of that, this is this has been written in as the first COVID-19 related storyline yep. in wrestling. Now, WWE, you turn on, you wouldn't even know that there was a worldwide viral outbreak going on. Yeah, they yeah, just don't you, mention it. You'd never have a clue. They finally had it the week after the last of the fighter uh, fest, and uh, but everybody was talking about Taz, who's yeah. with Brian Cage, and uh, he had some choice words here that uh, WWE probably didn't care for. You would get tested again here in AEW because John, as you know, we don't run a sloppy shop. So there you go. Yeah, and it ended up leading to the match. Decent match. I didn't really care about the finish. Thought they could have done a better finish. Um, I, th- I thought the match was lame. Moxley with his... He's trying to be Stone Cold. He's trying to be AEW Stone Cold. And I get that. Oh, he was trying to do that in WWE too? He was. I don't, and for, It's just not working for me. I, I don't want another Stone Cold. I want a John Moxley. I could Does that make that. sense? I could get with that. Yeah. Uh, real quickly, before we got to go to break, we just want to update you on what's going on in New Japan. Uh, Evil... In New Japan, won the New Japan Cup. He beat Okada in the finals of the New Japan Cup, which gave him a shot against Tatsuti Naito the following night at Dominion. And he turned on Naito after he won the Cup, joined the Bullet Club. Great match. Great match. Bull, And then... We watched Na- it earlier here Evil before and on. Naito had the title match. It was a double title match for the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental title. Evil, with the help of... Dick Togo, formerly of Kai and Tai, and the BWO Japan edition, Dick Togo, you may remember him. Togo. He uh, helped him out, and Evil is now the double champion, Intercontinental and 
IWGP Heavyweight Champion, as well as a member of the six-man tag team champion. So he's a triple champion. Right now, yeah, he's right a triple now. crown guy. He's right the man now. right now in New Japan, so interesting there. On the other side of the break, we've got our picks for the Extreme Rules Horror Show and everybody's favorite, the Stooge of the Month. I'm Bush. I'm Stone. And this is WVOW on WVOW. Hey everyone, this is Teal Piper from WOW Women of Wrestling and you are listening to the World View of Wrestling on WVOW. Yes, the song played at the end of the 92 Royal Rumble. Where's my thing? Part 4. It's the World View of Wrestling. We're back and it's time for the Dudes of the Month! And Stooge of the Month, I think, should go to Chris Jericho because he's going on about the demographics, just really kind of making a stooge of himself. And feuding with Sebastian Bach on Twitter, it's sad. Two blunts front men, I'm telling you. Oh, and uh, let's throw in low-key and Austin Aries for the insensitive things they have to say about COVID and its victims. Yeah, I agree with you. This month's uh, Stooges of the Month. Yeah, and here coming up in the next hour, we have Extreme Rulez, the horror show or whatever it's called. Uh, we got some matches coming up. Only one tag team match on the entire card. There you the go. New Day defending the SmackDown tag team titles against Cesaro and Shinsuke. Uh, I'm going to take Cesaro and Shinsuke. I'm taking them as well. Now, let's get to the big card here, the big part of the card. Eye for an eye, Rey Mysterio, Seth Rollins. Stupid match. Nobody wins, not even the fans. I think if there's a time to do the match, do it now. I hear they're going to try some CGI in it. Why not? I'm looking forward to it, although they probably won't be afterward. Uh, Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt, and a swamp fight. Don't know much about it. I guess it's a fight in a swamp. I'll take uh, I'll take Strowman. Stupid anyway. I'm going to take Bray Wyatt. I figure he's going to win in the swamp. Nikki Cross, Bayla for uh, Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Title. Bailey. Uh, I'm going to take Bailey. I'll stick with Bailey. Oscar, Sasha Banks, Raw Women's Title. Oscar. Oscar always. And Drew McIntyre, WWE champion, defending against Dolph Ziggler. My pick for match of the night. It should be. It has every reason to be. I'm taking Drew McIntyre. I'm taking Drew McIntyre, too. I'm tired of cinematic matches. Can we please stop this trend in a hurry? (laughs) They were fine at first, but way too many, way too quick. Swamp match, stupid. Eye for an eye. The level of stupidity cannot be matched with that. That's well, my opinion. I think Seth Rollins will win that match, though. So who knows? He loses too much these days. I think I, I think Seth Rollins will win too. I, like I think Dominic to, joins Seth Rollins. That would be great, and I would love to see the end of the match be Seth Rollins plucking his eye out like Padme or whatever his name was from Padme's Star Wars. Yes, it is. Well, you know the Kill Bill movie. Yes, her. No, him. Him. Any of them? I don't care. Okay. It'd be, it'd be good. Thanks for tuning in to the World View of Wrestling and our Quentin Tarantino quiz did not go well at the end. And we are getting ready for Extreme Rules ourselves. So stick around for that uh, on your uh, WWE network. I'm Mr. Stone. I'm Mr. Bush. You can check us out on WBOWradio.com under podcasts and streaming. Just click World View of Wrestling for all the news updates. Check our hot tags as well. I haven't done one in a while, so I'm going to start doing them again. Thanks. You're welcome. And that's the World View of Wrestling. WVOW on WVOW Logan. How about it? Out of here. <laughs>